Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and I am joined once again by Alexis Cozart, cybersecurity analyst at Edge Networks. Alexis, how are you? I'm great, Connor. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So we've had you on the podcast. We've talked about humans and cybersecurity, where their place in security is, where their place in security is not. Uh, We've talked about SMBs. We've talked about uh, a whole host of things relating to how do we actually secure small to medium-sized businesses. Folks, if you haven't watched those, I'd highly recommend going to take a look at those. But today we're going to talk about, um, I actually think it's the most popular way that businesses um, get a breach started. It's through a form of social engineering called phishing. That's something that you've told me you care a bunch about. I don't know. I don't recommend anyone care about phishing that much. It's not, it's not super, super, super cool, but it's cool to me. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit more about that. How do you prepare for phishing? Yeah, absolutely. Phishing is uh, next to educating. Phishing is probably the most interesting part of my job uh, for me personally. I love to do the analysis and to to catch the things that are sneaky um, and provide that assurance to our customers of, you know, yes, this is a phishing email, great job um, for reporting it. And I think that a lot of phishing tactics are one of one of the closest things to being pretty accessible to learn. Um, so how to prepare for for phishing uh, is really really comes down to user education, um, but also having an established procedure for someone, say someone does click on a link. Uh, what do you do? So maybe you call the user, you revoke all their sessions, you reset the password, look at their MFA. Um, so having some of those response playbooks already planned out and, and ready to execute is extremely beneficial. And as an MSSP at Edge Networks, uh, we do have a playbook laid out for that. Um, but also having things like a, a policy and procedure for if a vendor uh, emails you and says, hey, please change our, our routing number to this new bank account that we have uh, before the next pay period, we're switching for whatever reason. Uh, do you have a policy and procedure to verify that? Um, and, and you should. And so preparing people to not only recognize phishing attacks, but also what do you do if someone falls for them? Because we are all human. Um, and especially, you know, with things like AI, it's becoming harder and harder to, to identify phishing attacks. That's a little bit of how to prepare. It is true. Uh, I always come up against people that are saying is like, well, if people click on links, like just remove their ability to click on stuff. Don't click on anything. And I always try to remind them is like the whole purpose of the Internet is to click on links. It's to go to URLs. It's to link things really quickly and cleanly in email and elsewhere online. And then you click the button and boom, you're at this new information. So. Are we really saying that the proper way to respond to some of the links being bad is don't click on anything? Right, absolutely. So, so being prepared for responding to it if people do fall for it, but also being prepared that you know, as good as your email security tool is, um, part of my job in a previous life was to identify what was not getting caught by some of the biggest and and most major tools out there. So, you know, 
especially for more complex phishing attacks. You know, you can't just expect that it's not going to happen. You can, you know, use things to reduce the amount of phishing emails that you might get, but um, it's never going to be 100% perfect. So how do you prepare your users? How do you prepare your team to respond? Um, and then even leading into, you know, a, an excellent way to prepare is to uh, conduct phishing simulations and, and really test people on, you know, did they click on the link? Okay. Did they report it? Um, currently, we utilize learning moments. So as soon as someone clicks a link, they're taken to a very quick page where they can uh, view a few indicators that they may have missed for next time. Immediate quick knowledge, uh, no remediatory, sit there for an hour of training. Um, so even, even testing things that way uh, can be extremely beneficial. What makes a, a phishing simulations good and what makes them bad? That's a really excellent question. So it, it will depend on, on company, on, on industry, uh, but I think it's important to find the balance between phishing, uh, doing phishing simulations frequently enough that it stays top of mind. I would rather have people think, oh, what if I click on another phishing simulation? Um, I'd rather have that in the back of their mind, maybe making them a little bit nervous um, than forgetting about it. I think that also as long as you have something like a learning moment to show that, you know, yes, this was a test, I think it can be really beneficial to not um, not tell users, you know, hey, we're going to be doing this on, you know, this week. Um, I think that letting it be a surprise can also be really beneficial. Uh, but going back to frequency, you know, I want to do it frequently enough that people are kind of constantly thinking about it but not bombarding them constantly and making it harder for them to do their job. Um, so I think that finding that right frequency, I think that, you know, not necessarily preparing them, maybe telling them, hey, we're going to be doing fishing simulations. We can't tell you when, um, but just something to be aware of uh, can also be a good approach uh, so that it is a true test of, you know, not just look out for fishing emails this week um, because ultimately the the emphasis shouldn't be on passing with flying colors, it should be ensuring that your users are educated and, and can catch these things. Um, I think there's so many things that make a good phishing simulation program. Um, but I think one of them in particular is, you know, using a variety of templates. So, you know, not just, and, and by templates, I mean like tactics and techniques and themes. So maybe your users like have enough security awareness uh, training and skills to Say, you know, I know that free gift card is not real. Um, I know that I did not win a cruise, um, but sometimes it can also be beneficial to just um, trust but verify um, because it does tend to be surprising how many people will actually click um, on those links. So testing that, testing ones that are more convincing. Um, I even feel bad for our IT team sometimes because uh, they'll get ones that are you know, maybe from Slack, maybe they're expecting to get an invitation to Slack from a customer. Um, and, you know, sometimes sometimes I feel bad, but sometimes I think, well, an attacker could also send that. So <laughs> it's good to, uh, to remind them to, to check and going. But, um, you know, I know that we've talked previously about rather than punishing the behavior you want to see, what can you do? What works right for your company to reward the people that are not clicking on the phishing simulations 
um, rather than, you know, if someone clicks on every phishing simulation link you send them, that's definitely something to to maybe address and follow up further on. But um, typically, if people click the link, they do the learning, um, they know better next time, and they feel, you know, reassured. Okay, now I know better. Um, and I've shown that, you know, I kind of did the remedial, remediatory training. It tends to reduce guilt um, and shame. So I think that's really positive. And, uh, you know, as the MSSP, we love to shout out in quarterly meetings. Look, you guys did so much better this quarter. You, know, you guys are doing great. Uh, you guys are really leveling up your security awareness knowledge and expertise. You're really catching these things now. Um, and I also love highlighting people who report it to us. I love saying, hey, so-and-so reported every single phishing e- simulation email we sent them. Uh, kudos to them. And so I think that finding those ways to recognize and appreciate uh, rather than punish, I think, so powerful. I think so as well. I think a, a lot of people lose sight of what is the goal of phishing simulations. And it's it's not to humili- hum- humiliate. It's not to have that gotcha moment. It's to really reinforce this pattern of, hey, there are things that are constantly coming across all of your desks, all of your email inbox, walking into your office, laying in the parking lot. If that's the you know, the USB, if that's the threat, it's like we our goal is to prepare you to feel what it's going to feel like when it happens for real. Because if we if we can educate you in such a way that the cost of failure is a small amount of embarrassment, maybe, but a whole lot of learning, yeah. that's amazing. Because the cost of failure for real, when it is real phishing, when it is real social engineering, it's potentially a ton of money. At the very least, some kind of incident response process. At the very worst, uh, you know, your business has to close down while the whole incident or breach ends up getting uh, recovered from. Yeah, most definitely. Um, that's, I think, a, a common theme in cybersecurity for SMBs in general is, yes, MSSP services cost money, but they cost less than doing it yourself and they cost less than the cost of a breach. So um, finding ways to kind of meet them where they are. Um, but yeah, especially when it comes to phishing, I would personally much rather click on a, on a phishing simulation than a real phishing email. Um, I'd like to hope that I wouldn't click on either, but if it comes down to one or the other, you know, being a little bit embarrassed or even just being hard on yourself, I think is, uh, is, is better than clicking on a true phishing email. How do you think people should respond to real successful phishing? As in uh, emails that successfully come through to the inbox or em- emails that are, are clicked on and have a successful compromise? Successful compromise. Um, I think it can depend on a lot of factors. I think that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, having those playbooks ready to go. Um, so some of the things that we might typically look at are, you know, logging out of all sessions, uh, changing their password, reviewing their MFA methods, because that tends to be, you know, we want to make sure that no new MFA methods are registered. Um, recently we've been seeing a lot of adversary in the middle attacks, uh, via phishing. And so, uh, wanting to look at any app passwords, wanting to look at, you know, um, what logins have occurred for that user, uh, leading up to when they say they clicked on the link and and following that as well, has someone been logging into their account? Um, you know, watching out for data exfiltration changes, watching out for new inbox rules created. Um, there are so many things that you can look at. Another really critical one is um, if someone got in and is sending emails out to your contacts and vendors, 
Um, it's a really unfortunate situation and it can be really uncomfortable, but having a template ready to go, although we'd like to all, um, you know, hope that it never happens to us, um, having a template ready to go saying, you know, Hey, uh, we recently had a security incident via phishing. Here's what we observed. Here's what we learned. Um, you know, unfortunately having something like that ready to go is never fun, but it makes the situation a lot smoother when you realize that emails have been sent out to a bunch of your clients and you need to reach out immediately to let them know so that they can not click on the links in the emails that were sent out or, um, you know, looking for that, looking for the inbox rules, looking for uh, recipients. And if any emails were sent out internally, if you can recall them, um, but looking and making sure that no one else got that phishing email or if they did, notifying them immediately. Uh, so that they don't also fall victim. I think there are a lot of ways to respond. And I think ultimately the key element there is speak up and do it fast. Um, Even if it's maybe you're headed into a meeting when you click on it, maybe you send a quick email to IT saying, hey, I think I clicked the link. Even that can prepare them to start looking at your login, start looking at new activity that they wouldn't expect. And then maybe after your meeting, you have time to, to chat with them. Even that is so much more beneficial than just saying, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it after this meeting. And then you get caught up in another meeting. And then at the end of the day, or um, unfortunately, even you know, a week or two later, when something else happens and reminds you of it, you know, then you say, oh, wait, I think I clicked on a link a couple weeks ago. And I think it, I think it was not real. I don't think it was a good you know, link or attachment. Um, and really just uh, so, so communication, um, timeliness. And, and really don't be afraid. Um, and if you are, if you're a business owner, please, uh, you know, you might be frustrated, you might be scared, you might be angry, but, um, understand that them reporting it is, is saving your business. I think all that is incredibly wise advice. What matters most is that it gets handled. Uh, yes. So if there's you know, repercussions that need to happen, that can happen after all the remediation. Yes, exactly. For folks who are listening or watching and wanted to connect with you or Edge Networks, how would you suggest they do that? Yeah, so um, I'll provide our, our LinkedIn and everything, but um, we're on LinkedIn as Edge Networks and uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Alexis Cozart. We share lots of great content that we'd love to um, share with you and connect with you, especially if you are in the uh, Portland area. Uh, but we'd love to, to chat and connect with you. Awesome. We'll have links to all that in the show notes. If you're listening or you're watching, please reach out to Alexis uh, and or Edge Networks. Uh, Alexis, thanks so much for joining me today. It was a blast having you on. I really enjoyed our conversation and I, I hope we'll see you back on again soon. Me too. Thanks, Connor. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.